people. Hello, my friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. And I am your host, Dixie Lee Henning. And this is a podcast where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. Just a real quick reminder up top here, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NoPeoplePod. We also have a Patreon campaign running at patreon.com slash NoPeoplePod where you can get in on some private Discord server action. You could submit questions that we could ask every guest on the show. There is a monthly bonus episode that we release after the first Saturday of every month. And at certain tiers, you can even join that bonus episode mm-hmm. and hang out with us every month. I'm cool. Come hang out. So check it out. Patreon.com slash NoPeoplePod. Yeah. In this episode, we are recapping some past guests from the year tw- the year of our Lord 2020. Yep. Nicholas Cage. Our Lord Nicholas Cage. I think I've also said <laughs> our Lord Brad Pitt yeah. in the show before. Yeah. yeah. These are guests that we've had in the past. We asked them a series of questions. We sent them an email and asked them, hey, would you record just a voice memo and pretend you're leaving us a voicemail? Yeah. And just let's check in on where your life is at since recording the podcast. So Dixie, give us a rundown. So you guys know what the questions are. I'm just going to list them off. What was it like being on the podcast? We asked everyone to tell us about their pets if they have any. What is a smell from your childhood that transports you to a good memory? Have you had any notable life changes since recording your episode of the podcast? What is one silver lining positive that has come from COVID-19? And do you have any ongoing projects you'd like to mention? There we go. So with that framework set up, let's throw to our, their current guests, but also they were previous guests. So that's fun. Here we go. Doing it. Hey, it's Steven. I'm back because I'm reading some texts from my friend Cam DeMars. Uh, At the time I sent these texts over to him with the questions, he was just way too busy. So we just answered the questions and I thought I would read them for everyone. First of all, Cam said the podcast was fun and that he missed talking to me in person while uh, he lived in Billings. So it was nice to catch up and relive those deep conversation days. Absolutely. Uh, He said he was an Originally an anti-cat person, but now his heart is stolen by his little gray cat named Timo. The rest is history. Regarding any notable life changes, nothing necessarily notable, uh, just getting busier with his work, and he has some cool projects in the works. And speaking of those cool projects, over at Benchy Creative, Cam and his friends are still absolutely crushing it. And at the time he was sending me these texts, this is why he was too busy to record a memo for me. He is currently shooting a music video with an up-and-coming indie soul artist based in Florida. So he was in the airport flying to Florida and was like, I'm just about to hop on a plane, so I can't do this, but I know the recap is coming out, so here's, here's my answers. So cool. So ke- cool to hear about his experience there. He's really pumped to be working with that crew, feeling really confident in the end product, and it's just a brand new experience for the company. 
that we're really excited for. So, and then the silver lining from COVID is that he now has a justifiable reason not to socialize with many people anymore. So, which is so Cam, that's so on brand. I totally get it. Hi guys, how are things going? Great to hear from you. So first question was, what was it like being on the podcast? It was really fun. I, I think it was a little different than a lot of other people's experiences because I didn't actually get to go into your house and didn't actually get to go into your studio, um, which would have been really fun and cool to actually be there in person. But it still worked really well, especially considering the fact that there was like 12 hour difference. Um, I felt so like heard and listened to and there was something about just being like, I don't know, people genuinely wanting to know who you are and the real you is just, it feels really great. And getting an hour to talk about that kind of person is just, I loved it. It was very fun. I think it was a little bit difficult sometimes because there's just so many stories in a person's life. And I personally have a lot of stories and there's only a certain amount of time that you can talk about stuff. And so, yeah. So having to pare down the things that you wanted to share was hard, but it was super fun. And I felt so I I don't know, like reflective and uplifted afterwards. Um, I think when I get to talk about my life as a whole, um, it puts things in perspective and it puts into like understanding where I am now and how far I've come. And so I really enjoyed it. Uh, What is a smell from your childhood that transports you to a good memory? Oh, so hard. Um, Okay. First thing that comes to mind is my mom's banana bread. Uh, she made the most incredible, uh, banana bread with chocolate chips in it and being homeschooled in the mornings, um, sometimes she would make it fresh and we would come downstairs with the smell of like banana bread and we would do something we called together time, um, when we were a little bit younger where we'd all get together and either do a read aloud or kind of reflect on what we were going to do that day and learn some history and so I remember that smell of home-cooked banana bread and sitting by our school table, kind of going over school or reading a story that was a historical fiction or, I don't know, and sitting by the fire. We had this really great gas fireplace as well. And so that just, that brings me back, that smell. Now if I smell it in, I don't know, my mom's making it nowadays, it's like, oh, I remember sitting up in the fire learning about, you know, George Washington or the Roman Emperor is like, wow, look at that. So have I had any notable life changes since recording your episode of the podcast? Well, I mean, besides the fact that I'm now on the other side of the planet again, um, back in the US of A, baby, I also live in a van. So I ended up buying a uh, Ford Econoline in California. So I flew back from Thailand, landed in in LA, drove down to San Diego, bought a van, stayed with some family friends for about two weeks, and then headed back to Montana, where I then built out the van. Um, I love building things, and it was always kind of a goal of mine to build my own house. And so it's kind of like a mini version of that, which is kind of fun. Um, So I spent kind of a couple months working on that van and decking it out, putting a bed in there, putting a cabinet, um, cupboards, 
flooring, insulation. Um, I have a little stove, I have a little cooler, a desk area, and just a bunch of other little random things, a vent, a roof deck so I can look at stars. <laughs> um, so I ended up just decking that out and then uh, going on a dream road trip um, around the East Coast to get almost all of the 50 states visited. Um, we got very close. I think I have about five more states that I've never been to, um, but luckily they're all very clustered together. So who knows in the next couple weeks or months or who, who knows, um, I might end up just getting those visited and that would be kind of fun. I have a whole map. Um, but so that East coast trip was, we cut across the Midwest. So upper Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, got to go see Niagara Falls. I got to go see Scranton, Pennsylvania. So I'm a huge office fan. And that was just like my, my travel buddy does not watch the office, was not a huge fan, but she just trailed around me the entire day. We went to like the electric city sign and to the Steamtown mall and just all the things. I just was like, Oh my gosh, I'm here. This is crazy. We went to poor Richards at night. I mean, it was just a great time. So that was fun. Um, got to go up to Maine, which is really cool, and got to see Portland, Maine, and just Kennebunkport, and visit some friends. I got to go to Boston. I got to go to a little bit of Washington, D.C., which was really awesome. Um, Harper's Ferry in West Virginia was one of my absolute favorites. Just super historical midway point of the Appalachian Trail. Not exact midpoint, but pretty close. And it was just really, really cool. Um, so essentially, we traveled around for about three weeks. Um, I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit longer, but time permitting and uh, COVID and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, ended up having to get my travel buddy back, which was so fine, but ended up really crunching the last couple days of a very long driving through Kansas, driving through the middle of the United States, essentially. So eventually got back to Billings, where um, I stayed for about a month. I did a couple like random repairs. I have this swing on my van um, and one of the bolts was a little loose so I replaced that and then I did a little bit of you know upkeep of a machinery. <laughs> Changing the oil, cleaning some things, rescrewing a couple bolts that had also come loose. I did a couple odd jobs which was also kind of fun. Um, I played a couple gigs at some breweries and I did a packing boxes job, which was pretty um, pretty monotonous, not gonna lie. I packed a lot of boxes for a title company um, in Billings and then finished it up and, you know, then the job's done. So I did a couple of those and um, hung out with my family and then I decided I would like to continue living in my van, um, but with winter approaching very, very rapidly. Billings is not exactly the ideal place to live. So I decided I've always loved California. Not all the way sure why, but there's just something about it that I've just really loved. And so packed up my stuff, um, said goodbye to the family and headed down to uh, California, which is actually where I'm at right now. I'm so early on in this trip. I think I've been, or I left Billings like two or three days ago. So um, I'm currently in kind of the Sacramento, Lake Tahoe area visiting a close friend of mine. And we're gonna go to Lake Tahoe actually a little bit later today. So that'll be kind of fun. But I am eventually going to end up down in San Diego is kind of the goal. But on the way, I'll probably visit a couple 
uh, random places like maybe Joshua Tree or maybe Yosemite. Um, there's a coffee shop in Santa Cruz that my brother would love me to go visit, so I'll probably end up stopping there for a bit. But yeah, so the goal is essentially to end up in San Diego living in my van. I'd love to learn how to surf. Um, the goal is to do a lot of stuff similar to what I did in Thailand, so writing music, writing books, writing all sorts of stuff, um, doing a lot of illustration and drawing. Um, I finally bought an iPad, which is really exciting. Um, Hennings, you, you definitely did motivate me. And so that has been really, really fun to get to work on and get to learn about. And yeah, just getting to meet new people and be in a different city, a different state, and even just navigating what it looks like to live in a van. Like the reasons I decided to try it are not because oh, it would be really a romantic idea or it would be really easy. Instead, it's a lot more about, I think it would be a challenge. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how that would work. So what is one silver lining positive that has come from COVID-19? I love this question, first of all. Um, I always joke to people about masks um, because I'm like, you know, the upside of a mask is that when I get all this acne on my chin, it's very nice to just like, you know, pop on a mask and everything's fine. And I, I also joke, I think my eyes are my best feature. So it just really just highlights that and hides everything else. So, but that's more a sarcastic joke. But um, I think more seriously, um, I think COVID has really just made people realize what's valuable in life and changes perspectives on things. I think the current like climate that we've gotten to live in has been really easy Life has been very good. We haven't really had any major world wars or even just hardships in general. And so I think it kind of just reminds us like how far we've come as a society as well as just how blessed we are to be even just alive and, you know, doing the things that we're doing. As with everyone, I'm very curious to see what happens. I have no idea. And I'm definitely praying and hoping that it ends soon or things go back to normal soon. But yeah, I think it's an interesting thing that's kind of brought a lot of people together in a way. So I think that that's a positive of COVID. Do I have any new or ongoing projects I'd like to mention? <laughs> well, I am uh, releasing a song um, that I just uploaded yesterday. So it should be out in about a week, which is kind of fun about um, my college experience and just reflecting on all of the good times and how a city changes when all the people leave. Um, but that's not really the worst thing in the world. It's just different. So that's good. Um, I am working on a podcast, possibly, hopefully, Hennings, <laughs> with you guys about all my adventures in California, probably bringing back some of the stuff on my East Coast trip as well. So this is kind of a test run right now. We're seeing how things are going to go. Um, even if it's interesting, I have a, I'm always worried I'm going to bore people to death with things like me just talking in my car or reflecting on what I did today. Um, but also there's no way of really knowing until you try it. So kind of excited about that. The podcast would be kind of fun. And then, I mean, writing and art projects and stuff. I've been working a lot more on character drawing, which has been really, really fun. Uh, just kind of conceptualizing like what in a personality comes across in a character. I don't know. It's very fun. Um, do I have a short message, question, or sentiment to share with your audience? Ooh. I, I feel like it sounds so cheesy. I don't, um, I'm such a like dream it, do it person. Um, so 
I hold a lot of value in a person's dreams and things that they want to accomplish in their life because I think every person has so much potential and a lot of times we're not using our potential to the full max, mostly because of fear, also because of, you know, responsibility and things that are important. But um, I don't know, I think the dreams that you have in your life really do matter and they aren't insignificant. You are a person that has a lot of potential and has a lot of value and where you choose to use that is completely your choice. And you can either not use it to its fullest or you can. And it's totally up to you. And everybody's dream life looks so, so different. Um, and there's a certain level of respect that comes from just understanding that and being excited that other people found their thing and excited that you could find your thing as well. Well, hello, Stephen and Dixie and all of you at the No Normal People podcast. Pretty exciting. Coming up on a year. Man, I remember when you asked me to participate, and it was such an honor. Super fun. I especially liked recording it twice because uh, the first go-around, we didn't know that my audio wasn't working. So how about that? Good times. But it was super fun, and it's really been cool watching you guys grow this podcast and into some other ones as well, and uh, really proud of you guys. It's pretty cool. So you sent me a list of questions, and uh, I'm going to answer them the best I can. Um, you asked if I have any pets, and you know I kind of have a funny story about that. I do have a pet. His name is Beckley, and he's a 14-year-old husky. He's about... 140 pounds. He's a big dog, big hairy dog. And about seven years ago when we had our second child, Rosalie, uh, we felt like it was best if Beckley wasn't around the little kids. He kind of flipped a switch somewhere about that time ago, seven, eight years ago, and just wasn't really good around kids. And so we thought we would, um, we'd just see if uh, my wife Jessica's parents would want to have the dog at their place in Kalispell, Montana. They live on a five-acre uh, plot of land, and the dog can roam and be free and have a lot more fun. And so that's where he is, and we've seen him many times. Most of our holidays, if we uh, have them out to visit or we go there, we get to see the dog, and he's doing great, and uh, he's getting old, but he's uh, much better around the kids. So we do have a pet. We just don't really live with him, so I don't know what the regulations on claiming that dog anymore are. And uh, you also asked, what is a smell that transports me back to my childhood. And I've been thinking about this one for a long time. And what you may not know about me, and of course you wouldn't know this about me, is like, I have a good nose. Like I can smell things like really far. And um, <laughs> smells are like, my family would say that that's one of the things that defines me in the family is like, oh yeah, he, he was always about smelling things and that would transport him. So there's so many that I could list, but I'll list two. Um, one is um, this tea my mom used to make called Russian tea. And all I know that was in it was like cinnamon, sugar, and tang. 
And that smell is like, there's no one else. I've never met anybody else that drinks it. So that transports me immediately. And then also there's this Christmas book. And I believe it's called The Smells of Christmas. And it's a story about some bears that are going out to chop down a Christmas tree and uh, asking if it's Christmas yet and all that. And there's uh, scratch and sniff stickers inside each page. And there's there's a couple really distinct ones in there. There's a pie smell. There's a forest or like a pine tree smell, candy cane, orange in there as well. And uh, (laughs) that is like my favorite book of all time because I can smell it. And that's kind of weird, but that's me, baby. You also asked if I would say if there's anything that's been a positive out of experiencing the pandemic, COVID-19 and all of that. And I would say that, especially as a church leader, I think that experiencing this pandemic has really caused all of us that that go to church that that experience community of a faith a faith community in the church it's a, uh, kind of required all of us to change our our priorities and reevaluate what's important and both from how we lead church and and you know kind of deliver the goods but also as uh, as attendees or people that would say they go to church to grow and I think it's been largely a healthy thing. I think some people have have moved on, and uh, and that is sad. But I think for the most part, I think that leaders are looking into ways they can better, you know, keep the things that are important at the center of the weekly activity load that a church leader has. And um, a lot of the peripheral things have really just been forced out of the picture altogether, which I think is good. I heard a, a great explanation, and that is that if you are looking to, like, let's say you're a master chess player, and you're going to teach someone how to become a master chess player, they're sort of the your apprentice, one of the first things you do is you remove their queen, and you teach this student how to play chess using the unique skills uh, and assets of every other piece of the chessboard because the queen can kind of do everything go anywhere and really the the object of the game is is to get the queen to you know defeat the king all of that and don't think for a second I know what I'm talking about because I have no idea I don't play chess because I'm not smart enough but this is what I know if you look at it from that point of view that's pretty much exactly what I think has happened to the the especially the western american church and that is that for so long we've become really good at setting up a sunday event every week that is conducive for people to sit in rows and listen to a person preach and sing some songs and somewhat hide in plain sight from the reality of their life and their experience and how that you know intersects with their faith and so by removing the Sunday element for so many of us, and here in, in Portland, Oregon, we still are not meeting for church in person where many places are, it has really put the onus on the the church, meaning the, the, the community of people, not the not the brand or the organizational church like as it exists. Um, as an entity, but more of the community. And so the gifts and the talents and the generosity and the grace and the love and the care and the 
the friendship and the the strength and the leadership and and the fortitude and the honor, all of those things are no longer a product of the pulpit, which is not a bad thing, you know, if it was, but this is like even better because it's it's like the mission of a church leader is to really equip the people of the church to be the church, not to just perform services for them, uh, but really to build them up so that they themselves are equipped with the spiritual tools to live out their life and develop other people. And so it's been really uh, a mind-blowing experience to say, hey, we don't have Sunday services but are we still the church? Yes, we are. And and I've got to say a big shout out to, to those that call my church their church here in Portland. I, I just am blown away at how committed and, and uh, caring and loving and all things just have been almost like the Sunday service that we used to have isn't even missing from, from our community. It's It's been really cool. And I'm so, so proud of them. So that was a long answer, but really that has probably been one of the best things I think that has come out of COVID-19 is kind of a reset to what we thought was the most important thing. As far as projects and things that we're doing here in Portland, um, I could uh, always use a shout out for Jeff's Shoe Challenge. It's it's an event we put on every year with some friends of mine. And uh, this last summer in August, we were able to donate 1,700 brand new pairs of shoes to kids heading back to school. Of course, this year was Zoom school for most of us, but still um, the donations that have been coming in from people, you know, donating new shoes, not used shoes for these kids has been really, really overwhelming. And, uh, and that's been awesome. So we're going to do another one this winter, uh, right around the first of the year, we're going to do a winter shoe drive as well. So, uh, you can follow on Instagram at Jeff's shoe challenge. And that's basically when you type it out, it's Jeff and then three S's Jeff's shoe challenge. No, that's two S's. Yeah, no, I can't spell it's Jeff's. So J E double F double S. That's how they say it in Australia. Uh, Jeff's Shoe Challenge on Instagram. All the details will be there. And I'm really excited about that. It's It's been something that has been really close to my heart. And uh, it's really cool seeing kids benefit from the generosity of the people in the community. And, um, and lastly, I would just want to encourage everyone that, you know, in times of crisis that we're kind of going through still today, at the time of this recording, it's really easy to say, you know, this is new normal and the old way of living is gone and almost mourn the past. But I would say, you're right, this is a current normal, but there's yet going to be still new things coming our way. And um, learning to take advantage of the crisis for how it's going to mold and shape you and and set you up for a new way of living and thinking in the future, uh, it would be a shame to miss out on that. So get all that you can out of this time of our lives that we'll we'll be telling our kids and grandkids and they'll be telling their children about for for decades, maybe even centuries to go to come. So uh, there's a lot of good that we can apply to our own individual lives right now. And, um, and I think the greatest of that is to learn to love one another. You know, love is, is something I think we all have kind of a, an idea about, no matter where you uh, pull your ideals, your morals from. But uh, love is not always agreeing, but love is 
is always accepting and love is always offering generosity and kindness and the benefit of the doubt. And so uh, maybe there's just somebody out there that's been been burned one too many times and I would say get back up and love even uh, more still and you will never be without when you love others. Hey, no normal people. This is Ayla Grandprix here and just recapping some fun things about 2020. So what was it like being on the podcast? Being on the podcast was really just like kind of like a fireside chat with an old friend, which pretty much it was, which was really cool. Just getting able to geek out about something that I'm passionate, that being just like space or um, kind of like what I'm working on in life um, and religion too, which was really cool. So tell us about your pets, if you have any. So I have um, two cats back home in Montana, which currently I am living on the East Coast, um, and I miss them dearly. I am definitely more of a cat person than a dog person. (laughs) One is named Little Bit, and the other one is named Taz, and they are just absolutely fun-loving, amazing little creatures, and I really love them. (laughs) What? is a smell from your childhood that transports you to have a good memory. So for me, I think it's grape flavored lipstick lip gloss. For some reason, that just takes me right back to childhood daycare um, from like the late 90s. (laughs) Just grape flavored lip gloss. Kind of crazy, but (laughs) yep. And it tastes good too. So (laughs) Have I had any notable changes in my life since recording my um, podcast episode? I would say yes. So during that time, I was working as a software engineer, and now I have switched it up, and I'm actually a systems engineer now for spacecraft at the same company. So um, that's been really cool and just a wonderful change of pace. And instead of like post-processing data from satellites. Now it's like we're actually creating the satellites that gather this data. So it's a completely different perspective in the industry and um, just absolutely fascinating stuff that I love um, kind of diving into systems engineering and systems thinking and broad overarching ideas. So that's been really cool. What is one silver lining positive that has come from COVID-19? I think there's kind of a couple things. Uh, One thing is I think I'm really rooted in community, which I think is kind of opposite to thinking because COVID, it's been like, okay, you know, stay away, distance, whatnot. But I think having that emptiness, (laughs) for lack of better terms, has really just kind of changed my focus on how to like reach out and just, I guess, really root in. So there's been just like such a solid group of people that I've been able to talk to about life struggles and then with me and then (laughs) just with this year. And so it's been just really good rooting in community. And then the second one I think um, would definitely be be being more active. So um, it's just like, okay, I need to get outside. Um, Let's go for a run. Let's go for a hike, outdoor yoga on the balcony. So I think that's really been, well, improved my mindset, um, just being more active even during this time where it's like stay inside, social distance and all that stuff. So that's been really good. 
Do I have any new or ongoing projects? I would say I always have projects going on, little things here and there. I love to start things and I love when I finish them, but I feel like I start more things than I can finish. <laughs> but a lot of little DIY things here and there, um, wh whether it's creating just like kind of like cute mirrors or things to hang on the wall or um, pressing leaves or the other week my cylinder was misfiring in my car so I went and I fixed that myself which I felt pretty accomplished about so it's just a bunch of little small things that kind of continue to keep me going little small projects <laughs> and if I had a little short message ask or sentiment what would it be I would say for all of you out there listening maybe a little encouragement or um, push to do is ask yourself who have you made smile today and if you haven't made anyone smile, go out there and do that. Well, hi, everybody. It's Alex Falcongrove. I'm supposed to answer, what was it like being on the podcast? I had a delightful time. There was about four hours of audio, I think, that got recorded, because Stephen and I were just catching up and having a grand old time, uh, at, which has blossomed into a, a wonderful long-distance relationship. Uh, so it's it's been wonderful talking to Stephen. And Dixie, who uh, is a spicy meatball that I need in my life. Tell us about your pets. I have two dogs. One is a black German Shepherd named Honey, and the other is a three-legged mutt. Uh, we don't really know what she is, and her name is Spunky. They are the best. They love playing in the snow. They love going to the dog park and uh, cuddling, uh, which we've done a lot of in the midst of coronavirus. We also attempted to have Honey be uh, the sponsor dog for Keystone's new seltzer. And we posted a picture on Instagram, uh, which was great because my wife and I both actually rushed fraternities and sororities. And it was fun to already have a daughter following in our footsteps. Alas, uh, she didn't get to go to prep night and uh, is not a pledge for Keystone. But we tried. Smell from my childhood that transports me to a good memory. I am going to go with spam in general or spam and pineapple because a youth pastor of mine who uh, ministered to me in my formative adolescent years uh, would wake up my best friend and I at like uh, 5.30 in the morning and drive us to the church and make us breakfast and make us work out. Uh, and we would talk about life and religion and girls, and he would push us to do pull-ups, and then he'd make us spam. Uh, so I always think of him. And for those of you who hate spam, uh, it's delicious, and uh, get over yourselves. Have I had any notable life changes since recording your episode of the podcast? I'm going to go with no. I had already been in my house. I already had my dogs. I was already married. Uh, I didn't talk about my career all that much, but business is going well. I am the chief operating officer at Tylee Roofing, which is a Denver-based roofing company, and uh, we're having a grand old time. What has been 
a positive aspect of COVID. I didn't have to go to events for like three or four months. And even now, uh, it's a pretty acceptable excuse to say, hey, due to COVID concerns, I'm not going to I'm not going to go to that thing. Normally, I'm super codependent with uh, just going to pretty much anything I'm invited to and just saying yes to everyone. And COVID has empowered me to say no. And it only took a pandemic to be like, you know what? I'm going to recognize the health of myself, my family, and you, and I'm not going to go to this. When in reality, I probably should have been saying those things, but uh, not because of COVID. Just like, hey, I'm. Uh, it's not good for me right now. I'm not in a good headspace, or I would... I need to spend time with my wife, you know, like we haven't spent real time together. I need to go do that. Um, so COVID has empowered me to say no to things. Do I have any new or ongoing projects I'd like to mention? Mm, in short, no, unless Stephen wants to be part of uh, the production team of the Into podcast, in which case Into just got defibrillated by the hands of Steven, and we're going to start making more content, juicy, juicy content. <laughs> if that's not going to happen, go donate uh, blood or uh, platelets, because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, and it's super easy to do, and you can continue listening to podcasts like these. It's very easy and not scary, and they give you snacks. So I've had some unexpected relational turmoil uh, with family members, and I have been really grounded by a quote from Fred Rogers, which I think will be fitting for this time of COVID and politics and holidays coming. It's the people we love the most who can make us feel the gladdest and the maddest. Love and anger are such a puzzle. everyone this is dixie jumping in to read for our good friend krista robertson she was in the middle of moving so she couldn't record something for us so i have some texts that i'm going to read for you guys hello my friends we have three animals gypsy she is a blue healer aussie mix we have a very rotund black cat named Hilo, named after lieutenant carl Agathon call sign Hilo from the Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah, okay. Battlestar Galactica remake. <laughs> he kind of looks like Godzilla with his huge body and tiny head. That's excellent. And Nichols, who is currently living with uh, my mom, as our new apartment only allows two pets. So we are moving to Portland, Oregon in the middle of another lockdown. So excited for that. I'm still currently making products for Rustic Salon out of Shiloh Crossing. Products such as body butter and oils, salt and sugar scrubs, hand and body balm, chapstick, bath soaks, including a really neat one made with butterfly pea flower, which turns the water blue from the pigments from the flower. <laughs> she says, Dixie, I would have been Snape's favorite in potion making class. Being on the podcast was incredibly fun. You guys are so easy to talk to. Silver lining in COVID is that I have had a lot of time to figure out what is important to me and to test what is and isn't important. 
For example, my fitness is important and I've worked hard at maintaining my fitness with what I have available. During all this time, I believe mindset is everything and I have been working and reading into mindset. Marcus Aurelius Meditations is a great one. Thank you for letting me share a little bit of my world with you guys. Here's to a new adventure and a new coast. And remember, the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well.